from the studios of the Weiss Entertainment Network. Welcome to a nightly halacha. Nightly halacha comes to you each week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Uh, this will be the wrap-up show for this week, as we as we completed uh, uh, this week's cycle. Um, uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna move on from Hanukkah, um, and we're going to get back to Inyane uh, Tefillah. Uh, uh, we, we were discussing at Tefillah until we get close to the next uh, uh, Yontev, which is Purim. Uh, and then we'll do, we'll do a series on, on Purim uh, uh, as well. Um, before we get to that, we'll hit the four parashios. But for the next few weeks, um, although I do, uh, next, starting on Monday, um, I do want to discuss the upcoming fast day, which is a week from Friday. We'll talk about that, the anomaly of a fast day on a Friday. So we'll, t- we'll talk about that as well. So we'll get into some of that discussion. Mr. Chan, that'll be the theme for next week. Uh, we'll discuss the fast day. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll take up all three sessions or two of the sessions, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss last week. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about different halachas that relate to the fast day, um, fast days in general, and particularly Asara Viteves. Okay, um, I wanted to uh, spend tonight on a topic that we we did not discuss at all. It kind of happened on us, but it was in the middle of Hanukkah, and it was in the middle of our discussion of Hanukkah, so I didn't touch upon it at all. So that's the halachas of the same Talmud to Lubrocha. So, so just a, a little background. The same Talmud to Lubrocha is a tefillah that we ask Hashem to bring rain in an appropriate manner, in an appropriate time, and in an appropriate place. Um, this, this statement, which is only said as we're going to talk about for a minute, from December 4th, we'll talk about that, why that's so, until Pesach. Uh, that bracha, Baruch Aleinu, is the bracha on Parnassah. That's the bracha where we ask Hashem to provide us with everything that we need. So, so therefore, that bracha, we add that He should give us rain in, a, in, a, in its proper time. Now, now, so a little bit of, of, of history. Um, there is a now. This is different. I just want to point out. Uh, this is different than Mashiv Aruach Agashem. So we discussed that a little bit uh, during the Antiv of Sukkot. Mashiv Aruach Agashem is a praise of Hashem that Hashem causes the wind to blow and bring the rain in its proper time. That is a praise of Hashem. That is not a request from Hashem. And there's a difference between a praise and a request. There is a machlokas, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Lozan, the first Mishnah in Tanis, about should Mashiv since Mashiv Aruch Agashem is only a praise, can we already begin saying it on the first day of Sukkot? And uh, the Mishnah over there, Rabbi Shua, we pass them like Rabbi Shua, that we don't say Mashiv during Sukkot at all, because since if it rains during Sukkot, that would be considered a simon klola, it would be a curse, because that means we can't sit in the Sukkah. So, so we, we, Rabbi Shua Paskin, that we only praise Hashem in the proper time. That, that was, it's not a praise of Hashem to say He brings the rain if we don't want the rain. So, so therefore, Rabbi Shua held that we wait till Shemini Atzeres when Sukkot is over and when we want the rain. But that, 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 and Rabbi Loza's counter to that was that I'm, I'm not davening for rain. I'm just mentioning the praise of Hakadosh Baruch Now, so that, so that's Mashiv Aruch and that begins right away. On Sukkot. So the Gemara tells us in, in Mesechus Tanis uh, around Dav Zion, tells us a little history. So why? Do, so the question is, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, they start saying the same Talmud Torah on the um, 
the seventh day of, of the of the month of Nisan. So Machlok is Tanaim, whether it's the third day or the seventh day. But uh, we, we paskin that in Eretz Yisrael they say Talu Matar, a beginning the prayer for rain, beginning on the seventh day of Marchashvan. So where did they come up with this random date of the seventh day of Marchashvan? So the Gemara tells us that that because the people used to come to Yerushalayim on Sukkot, and they were it was called Ola Regel, they came to Yerushalayim because there's a mitzvah to go to the base of Migdash on the on the Shalosh Regalim Pesach Shavuos and Sukkot, and particularly Sukkot, people used to bring their truma and their meiser because it was the end of the harvest season, so it was a busy time, and people would travel for Sukkot uh, from from a from a distance away. Uh, the Gemara analyzed and said that the furthest distance that people would travel, remember, they didn't have LL and they didn't have a bus or a truck, uh, so they had a, there was horse and buggy or donkey or wherever they traveled. Um, so the Gemara says that the furthest point that people would travel to was a two week distance from Yerushalayim. Oh, so then the Gemara says like this since it took people uh, two weeks to come to Yerushalayim, so Mela takes them two weeks to go home. And they didn't want to dive in for rain. Now, they didn't have the paved cement roads that we have today. So they didn't want they didn't want to institute davening for rain that that because we believe in the power of tefillah that it should start to rain in that first week after Sukkot. Sometimes it happens anyway. But because we didn't want to trouble the people that were traveling home from Oil Regal, we don't make them miserable that it should be such a tough travel getting home uh, in the rain. So we waited, so they waited two weeks to when, when the when the person at the furthest point had, would already return to his home. And that's when they would start davening with St. Talamatalibracha. That's when they would begin davening for rain with, with uh, assurance that the, the person who traveled from the furthest point had reached his dis- destination. Okay, so that explains Eretz Yisrael. Now, so where does this idea of December 4th come from? So the Gemara tells us um, that in Bovel, Bovel was, is what's today known as Iraq. In Bovel, they used to begin saying, um, saying Talamatar 60 days after what is known as the Otamno Equinox. Or what, what's called in the in the words of the Gemara, Tekufas Tam, um, Tekufas Tishrei. I'm sorry, uh, which is more or less the season, uh, the turn of the season to autumn. Now we have a random date for the turn of that season, but it's not exact. It's about September 21st, but it can be a few days earlier. So if you look at the Ezra's Torah calendar, it usually has it. It usually points out when Tekufas Tishrei is. It could be a little after, a couple of days after Yom Kippur. It could be during Sukkot. Now, so I want I once counted. I once counted to Kufa's Tishrei to December 4th. And, the, and again, it's, not, it's really not an exact science. Um, so, but it does come pretty close. It's about December 4th is about 60 days after the Ortomno Equinox. In Bovel, in Iraq, where the Jew, all the Jews used to, where more Jews lived in the time of the second base of Migdash, and certainly in the time of the Mishnah and the Gemara, than lived in Eretz Israel. In Bovel, the rainy season began December 4th, around, around 60 days after the autumnal equinox, was known as the Kufas Tishrei. So they used to start davening Talmotar um, at, at that point. Now, since uh, when you live outside of Eretz Yisrael, when you live in the diaspora, what the halacha is that we follow the customs of Bavel. Very similar that in Bavel they keep two days of Yontel, we also keep two days of Yontel. So the customs of Chutz Aretz 
that of, of outside of Eretz Yisrael comes from Bavel. And the Gemara says we follow what they, what they used to do um, in Bavel. And we say that all in both cases, it said up until the first day of Sukkot. Now, so what happens if you're in Eretz Yisrael during Cheshvan and you come back to America? So the halacha is like this. Ben Chutz Eretz Hanimsa Eretz Yisrael if you have a if you have a a ben chutzlaaretz, meaning uh, I live I live in America and I'm visiting Eretz Yisrael, or ben Eretz Yisrael nimsav chutzlaaretz bechodesh barachashma. So here's how it goes. So either the Israeli is in America before December fourth, or the American is in Israel before December fourth, but after the seventh of Thomas. What should he daven? What is the correct uh, What is the correct practice for him to daven? So Yeshomrim, Sheim Bidato Lashuba Oso Shana Lamakomo, Shoel Kibine Arzo. So one opinion holds that if his intention is to go back to if he's in Israel and he's and he's planning on being back in America, then he should only say Talamata according to what, what's done in America. But but let's say you have a so let's say you have a you know, we have a kid. Uh, you know, an 18-year-old kid who, who's learning in Eretz Yisrael for the year. So he's not, he doesn't intend on returning to America uh, this year. He plans on staying out the whole year. So co- according to this view, he should begin saying Talamata on the 7th of Mar Cheshma. Uh, or the other opinion is, Yosh Omrim Sheben Chutz Laaretz Animsav Eretz Yisrael Shoel Kibnei Eretz Yisrael. The other opinion says, no, if you're in Israel, you do like Israel. Or if you have an Israeli visiting America, he should follow what we do here. Uh, and so that, that's uh, so that that's that's the machlokas about about what sh- what should be done um, in that case. Uh, now, Interesting psaq. So he quotes here in the Sefer Tvilah Keochasa that uh, an, uh, an American that's in, in Israel, he shouldn't say Talamatar in Barech if he's planning on coming back. But what he should do is he should say it in Shema Koleinu. And then, and then Yesh Kasav, Shaben Eretzizod, in Savachutz Laaretz, Vidatel Yishal Sham Mispar Shanim Lamaisa. Now, an Israeli who's on a who's on shlichut and he's going to stay the whole year or even longer than that uh, in America, he should obviously follow the customs of 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 Eretz Yisrael. That's one of those times a year where you might want to avoid being the chazan because because if you're the chazan, uh, that then you, you know you run into these questions. Now, uh, just uh, one last thing for tonight: um, what happens if you forget to say the same talmud to the rochah? So now, if you forget to say it all together, I mean, you said for sure you know you said the same bracha. So then it depends. If if you are past baruch aleinu, but but you but you haven't said shema koleinu yet. So the halacha is in shema koleinu you could insert the same talumata livracha, and you're good, and then you continue with shema saying to finish up. If you pass shema koleinu. Let's say you're saying modim, or you're saying sim shalom, and you are either not sure in the first 30 days, or you're or you're sure you didn't do it. So the halacha is you can go back to barech aleinu, 
and say in its proper place and then continue as if he had never said it uh, before. So so you continue straight from Barakal. You go back to Barakalena and then you continue straight. Um, and you and, and you say all the other brachas that you said a second time. Uh, now, if you if you do what's called akaragla, right? Now you finish Monesra. So if you're not sure, so if it's in the first 30 days, if you haven't said Shmonesra 90 times, so then the aloha is that you are you you assume that you said what you what you got used to saying, which is the same bracha, and you assume you didn't say the same talmud of the bracha, and then you have to you have to repeat the whole Shmonesra. If 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 it's out of the 30 days, if it's it's after if it's uh, February. And you don't remember if you said the same Talmud to the Rava. So the Alcha is, we assume that you've ingrained into your mind that you're supposed to say the right thing. And then we assume at that point that you said the right thing and you do not have to do anything. So again, again, to go over it, if you haven't said Shema Koleinu, you could just say it in Shema Koleinu. Uh, now, if you, now, one last thing. If in Barach Aleinu, you're saying uh, whatever, and then you remember it, but you hadn't said yet the words Baruch Ata Hashem, Mivarech Hashanim. You hadn't said Hashem's name. So if you didn't say Hashem's name, then just, just say it right there. The same Talmud, Baruch Ata Hashem, Mivarech Hashanim. Okay, now, so again, so, so the three options are, if he's still in Barach Aleinu, so just fix it. Uh, if you pass Barach Aleinu, but you're not, you haven't said Shema Koleinu, you could say Talmud in Shema Koleinu. If you pass Shema Koleinu, you can go back to Barach Aleinu and fix it. If you finish Shema if you're not sure and it's the first 30 days, you have to repeat Shema Nesrei. If, you, if, you, if it's past the 30 days, you don't have to do anything. Unless you know for sure that you didn't say it, and then you would have to go back and repeat the whole Shema Nesrei. Okay, that's a little bit insight into Talamatar, why we do it, why we say it. And uh, Mr. Shem, next week we'll talk about um, uh, Asar Batavis. Uh, good night, everyone. Stay safe. Be careful. Don't go out if you don't have to. And um, uh, remember, and Mr. Shem, the, the snow will go away and we'll all be safe. And then the vaccines will will will, will spread across this country and we're all going to be good again. Oh, man. Thank, you. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you.